guys, and welcome back to another episode of Think Out Loud with your favorite host, Kennedy J. Kenjoski. We are back with another episode. This is our third episode, lucky number three, on this sunshiny, beautiful day. And I am here with another special guest, my pop. Say what's up. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are here to discuss some juicy topics today. We got a lot in store for you guys. So first, tell me what's up. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, I'm going to give you a little introduction of who I am. My name is Andre, uh, father of three, grandfather of two, uh, raised in the South with a little urban twist to it. Um, I also have an American West Indian background, and the answers that I give might have a reflection on based on my, my upbringing. Okay, thanks for telling me a little bit about yourself so they can understand your answers more. So today we're just going to be discussing like parenting styles and especially like within a black Caribbean household. So let's just jump right into it. So my first question for you, do you think you have a good connection with your kids? Um, most likely I have a decent connection with uh, my daughter Kennedy. But my first two, I might not have a connection with it because uh, a lot of it is based on because I wasn't in the household. Um, I was married twice. Uh, my first wife, we had a boy and a girl together. That's Taylor and Andre. And my second wife, we had one child, which is Kennedy. And based on that, based on that, me not being home with my first wife, and they moved to Florida, I kind of have a disconnect because of the distance. I, I got them every summer, but I don't think that's enough to be able to raise and rear a child properly. Uh, you have to have parents and both parents in the house in order to have a decent ring of a child. Once you have that one parent, it's sometime it kind of like takes away from the um, things that they need to know as growing up, as kids growing up. Uh, but as um, far as connection-wise, as an adult, uh, my daughter from my first wife, we have a decent connection. But my son and I, we have a, a kind of like distant, distant connection, like... Um, Sometime he calls, sometime I call, sometime we speak, some, you know, things of that nature. But my second wife, what I had with Kennedy, we stayed close because we was in close um, distance of each other. So we had the opportunity to do more things, get a chance to see each other more, and things of that nature. But um, as far as connection with Kennedy, I think it's better than the other two. Okay, thank you for being honest. And I could say that valuing two-parent households is really essential now. Because, um, as you know, a lot of POC households, they tend to only have one parent, and that one parent typically tends to be the mom. So a lot of kids do lack that two-parent idolization, which is really uh, unfortunate, but that's just the way life goes, you know? So my second question for you is, what are three likes and dislikes about parenting? Ooh, man, that's going to be a good question. Uh, first, I'm going to start with the likes. The things that I like about parenting is being able to um, keep your namesake as far as keeping your lineage or your heritage going because you have a child that will keep your, um, how would you say it, um, your, your lineage. Your, yeah. your legacy? Your legacy, that's okay. the word I was looking yeah, for, legacy. your legacy. And uh, to it, having kids is a blessing. It's a blessing from God because a lot of times if you really realize a lot of parents out here don't want to have kids or cannot have kids because of medical reasons and things like that. So, two, definitely a like is 
is having a blessing having a kid. Um, and third is um, you're able to pass knowledge, knowledge that you acquired through your life. Mm-hmm. I'm 52 years old, so I've seen a lot of things. And you want to pass that along to your child in, in hopes that some of the mistakes I made or older parents made during the duration, that that child don't make those same mistakes. So you, you have a, a, a wishing of saying, uh, okay, my child, um, I spent a lot of money. Say I spent a lot of money between my ages of uh, 25 and 45. Yeah. So you want to teach that child to be more mindful of the expenditure and save more money or mm-hmm. invest more money into yeah. things so they can have an earlier jump than you did or I did as as, as a younger um, parent. And uh, the dislikes. Uh, there's a lot, of, quite a few dislikes that you don't like as a parent. Uh, first of all, the cost of a child. Okay. The cost of a child is, is is crazy now. Oh yeah, with this inflation too. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite sure if you did the math or did the research, I'm quite sure an average child from start to finish, like zero to twenty one, that child will definitely cost you easily two hundred thousand dollars to rear. That's a house. That's a house. <laughs> That's a Malbach or whatever you want to call Maybach. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's one of the reasons dislikes that you have because of course. And I guess that was one of the reasons why a lot of people choose not to have kids or mm-hmm. don't want to have kids. Just cost of fact. Yeah. And um, two, you know, sometimes you look at these, today's generation, uh, just like the kids don't have the respect like other generations had prior to the, these kids here. They don't have the same values and morals. Even if you just watch the news and seeing these kids beating up elderly people, playing that punch-out game on the corners, mm-hmm. and who they punching out? Senior citizens. Yeah. They're not punching out no 20-year-old yeah. or no 30-year-old. Right, right, right. You know, so the disrespect there for the kids is something that I, I, I dislike now with the kids and um, stuff like that. And um, the number three dislike is just like you're always worrying about your kid success. That's a dislike that I have because um, it kind of like it keeps you wondering and, and hoping that these kids do the things that they need to be doing in order to be successful. Because a successful kid is a kid who ain't going to bother their parent. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the dislikes that I have uh, when, as far as having kids. Okay. And whatnot. All right. Well, the likes definitely overpowered the dislikes, thank God. Mm. <laughs> but those seem to be pretty common likes and dislikes that a lot of parents have, especially like the cost with this inflation. They had a formula shortage. I feel bad for these new parents. That's that's real crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, moving on to the next question. What is difficult about parenting? Wow. There's a lot of difficulty about parenting. Um you have to, like I said, in some of the, like piggyback on some of the other answers from other questions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said, it's the worrying of of making sure your child has every all resources they need to succeed, um, and it's sometimes a lot of those resources is not in your control. So when you're not in control of helping your child, that can be uh, very difficult. Um, you could do everything in your power to send your child to a uh, 
Catholic schools, public school, private schools, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yep. Uh, you can save all the 529s, Bs in order for your child to have a co- college fund mm-hmm. 18 years later and what things of that nature. And if your child chooses not to go to college, you know, then what you do, you know. So th- these are some of the difficulties of having a parent. And also, not only dealing with the child, but just dealing with the other parent can be a difficulty um being a parent because if you two the woman and the man or the husband or the wife doesn't be on won't be on the same page a lot of times and that can be difficult for the child yeah and things like that so those are some of the things that kind of makes it difficult being a parent so overall you think just like parenting raises a lot of anxiety yeah and overthinking yeah i mean it, it it raises a lot of anxiety because like it's um i'm gonna give you an example of some things you you have a child that you want to direct somewhat, and if they don't follow your direction, that can be, you know, that can make you put you in an angry place because you can sit there and there's the saying, take the horse to the trough, yeah. but the horse don't mean it's going to drink, drink the, the water. water. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you're trying to give your kids example on what you're telling them is the, is the correct way of doing things, but if they don't feel that that's the correct way, they won't do it, mm-hmm. you know? So you got people like, say, Serena Williams, who listened to her father and, and, and tried hard to become a great tennis player. Mm-hmm. You got Floyd Mayweather, who listened to his father, and he became a great boxer. Yeah. You know, so uh, Tiger Woods listened to his father, and he became a great golf player professional. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times when you get these, these situations where you see your kids not cooperating or or, or or listening to some of your directions, it becomes kind of frustrating and difficult, too. So a question on that last comment. Uh, you mentioned uh, listening to your father. So do you think that's a pattern uh, in a lot of, like, childhood relationships and, like, parenting um, bonds? Do you think that the father tends to be more assertive uh, with, like, dreams and aspirations rather than the mother, or that's just, like, based off, like, what you've seen or... Society. Well, society has a big part of doing that too. Big, but uh, the father normally tends to be the stronger voice in a home, or mm-hmm. should be the stronger voice in a home. And a lot of times, today's kids tend to. Well, I think I do went through the same thing too. But um, you tend to rebel more. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a cultural thing among kids of color mm-hmm. that we tend to want to see things our own way, mm-hmm. and we can save ourselves a lot of time and a lot of grief. If we kind of, like, listen to the person who went through it 30, 40 years prior to yeah. you. So, you know, we tend to um, take the long way a long way around things. But then, again, it also depends on the partner of that father or whoever's giving up that message to have that support, too, to make sure that that point is being put across and, and how, I guess, the okay. kids, you know, hears it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, that was a good answer. So moving on to our next question, do you think you have good communication skills? No way. I don't have good communication skills. I, I'm going to tell you that answer right off the bat. <laughs> uh, they call me the dictator. <laughs> you know, because um, I want it the way I want it, and if I don't get it the way I want it, you know, I, I, I kind of like, you know, rebelled or, or or get angry. Yeah. Um, and he's a Scorpio, by the way. So... So if you don't listen to me, I'm I'm definitely be a little upset about it. But uh, I definitely don't have great communication skills. But I I'm gonna give you this answer to reasoning why I think. Mm-hmm. I think because I don't have great communication skills because I was never taught 
on communicating. I had my mother's from the South, and I was rare in the South. So there was no back and forth dialogue when it came to communication. It was either her way or no way. nowhere at all. Oh. So it wasn't the point where you had choice or dialogue with any task or yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to, you know, move on with that question, uh, do you think that your parenting broke that style of cycles or not having communication skills? Like, do you think that your children uh, have decent enough communication skills? Or, like, reflecting back to the uh, first question, do you think that uh, we could work on our communication skills? Well, I, I think my kids have better communication skills than I do did at their at their age. Mm-hmm. Uh, reason why I think it all became to, I think that their mothers, um, Kennedy's mom, and uh, Taylor's mom, helped with their communication because they were more communicative than I have that I've been. So mm-hmm. because they was more communicative, that those kids, my kids, didn't really take on that that non communicative role. Okay. Role. Um, I think that would help. With my kids being able to um, get their point across, because their mothers uh, allowed them to to voice their opinion, which is it was a it's a plus. Yeah, yeah. It came to a plus on the back end. Uh, you know, I wouldn't agree on it as they're coming up, but then again, as you look upon and look in the past, I think that was the best thing for them to do mm-hmm. for their mothers to allow them to be able to voice their opinions. Yeah. And I can't say personally, I always try to voice my opinion to my dad. That's when we kind of like bump heads sometimes because we're both like not strong winded, but strong minded. So I tend to like always be like, hey, like this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, nah, because hey, this and that. So it was like, we're kind of like the same. That's why when we do have a disagreement, we're able to recover and we're resilient. But then again, it's like when we do have a disagreement, it's like, bro, like, Yo, like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but um, when we have a disagreement, we have a disagreement. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> so it's no gray area with yeah, us. It is yeah. black or white. Yeah. But uh, when we do agree on stuff, it's like okay, like now we know what we talk about. Now we cooking with gas. But I can't say communication is very, very important. Like fundamental with your parents and I have a lot of people around me personally who don't like to vent to their parents who don't like to talk to their parents about certain stuff who don't like to speak up and that's really problematic because we're all human and it's like if you just like boil up those emotions or you don't speak up when you disagree on something it's like how can stuff change how can you be heard if you don't talk about it but a a lot of times not to cut you off a lot of times um, the lack of communication or the false of communication, when you meaning telling lies, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff comes from fear. Yeah. Um, I was raised in a, in an era where you feared your parent. Yeah. So that came where that that helped a lot where you didn't communicate as much. Okay. Because of the fear factor. Yeah. So that really connects to the breaking cycles thing. I think that a lot of kids, uh, like you said, do fear their parents till this day. But I feel like if you do build that connection and communicate, emphasis on communicate, then that fear will definitely dismantle. Um, but you just have to be open and honest, and that will gain trust, and so then that fear level could die down. Because I, when I was younger, <laughs> I used to fear my parents, too. I'm like, damn, if I say this, they're they going to they toss me out. I'm done. I'm going to be on the street. But mm. it's like, as I got older, I'm like, yo, they toss me out. They toss me out. Like, I got to tell them, like, what it is, how it is. And, I, and that's how I gained so much trust within my parents, because I just tell them what it is straight up. Like, yo, I want to do this. Hey, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm going this way with this person. So I was just open, honest, straight out the blue. Whatever happens, happens. So. But you, as a child, you were never uh, uh, a head case. 
So that wasn't hard for you to be able to break that cycle and that wall mm-hmm. of trusting you and allowing you to be more open is communication because you formatted uh, a, a, a reasoning to trust you mm-hmm. and to allow you to communicate because you earned that that spot, that slot of communicating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when kids are knuckleheads like I was as a kid, <laughs> I could see my mother not giving me no reason to speak <laughs> because I was a knucklehead. You know what I mean? So, right, right. you know, a lot of that plays factor too. You know, if you show that that parent that you, you are capable of making decent decisions mm-hmm. and you're responsible as a child or a young adult, they will give you that freedom if they're reasonable, if that parent is reasonable. Yeah. But if you have a non-reasonable parent, then all you could do all the work under the sun yeah. and you still won't make that leap to being trusted and, and things of that nature and right. being able to communicate and, and voice your opinion. Right, right, right. Okay. Um... So, what is one thing you wish you knew before having your first child? Mm. One of the things I wish I knew. Well, first of all, you don't have a manual on raising a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be somebody's great idea to come up with an actual manual. But can you come up with an actual manual? It would have to be a thousand different manuals because it's like a thousand different cultures. Yeah. So, since there's not a manual on raising a child, some of the things I wish I knew is um, the way... The cost effect of a child, mm-hmm. uh, the effect of um, communicating and with the parent being on the same page. I'm trying to say, yeah. as rearing a child together as two 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 adults. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things I wish I knew prior to um, being a parent. Because I was a parent young. I think I was 20 years old when uh, my oldest daughter was born. I mean, back then I used to smoke weed and things like that nature and get high and drink and all that stuff and have a, have a good good time. But uh, one thing I couldn't commend myself for doing is the day that my daughter was born, that was the last day I sp- put a joint to my mouth. So my daughter's what now, 32 years old? Mm-hmm. So it's been 32 years old since, 32 years ago since I got high. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so those are one, those were some of the, some of the pluses that came out of being a parent at a young age. But, um, uh, like I said, a lot of things that I wish I knew then uh, that I know now is definitely the cost effect. If I could do it all over again, right. I think I wouldn't have a child as young as I did, me and her mom did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have had a better success rate if we have did it when we were a little bit more mature than straight out of high school, 20 yeah. years old, 19 years old. Yeah, yeah I think we would have had a better chance and whatnot because we were too young. Right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like um, a lot of people now, they're having their children young. I don't know for where be specifically, but I don't know. It's just really common now. So, I mean, if you are planning on having children young, just hear I my don't see. Out. I don't see it that way with people a lot of people. I see where it seems like a lot of, especially black women, a lot of black women, um, I think they're focusing a lot on career. Yeah. And being able to maintain a life by themselves just in case they don't have a, a, another significant other. So I think they're doing college and starting up, starting a career before they're having kids. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having kids when you're young. It's just the point, the effect of what a kid does to your household yeah. when you're not prepared. Yeah. And when you're not prepared as having a child at a young age, it can be draining and frustrating. And that's why a lot of times you see girls out here, young girls I see on the news... Um, killing the kids. Yeah, you know. that postpartum. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. Just, they just wasn't prepared, or 
they're just angry. And then you got these guys now coming out here killing kids and killing their baby moms because of frustration. Yeah. It's, it's just it's sick Toxic, how yeah. society is. And that all comes stem too from the lack of the support system. We ha- Our support system has failed us where when I was a kid, our grandmother was right there. I mean, everybody normally used to the best for stars. Everybody normally lived in a close uh, proximity of each yeah. other. So they, everyone helped each other when they reared that child. Right. If you know you had to work late, you could take it to grandma's house. Yeah, it takes a village, they yeah, say. Yeah, the village to raise. And that's a true statement. It takes a village to raise a child. Now, you get a grandparent, they want to party. You ain't bringing that baby out. I got to go to the club tonight. I got to go to Club 26 or Club 18 or whatever. I'm going to hang out. So right, you better right. find you a babysitter. Yeah, that too. A lot of, um, like I was speaking more so of my generation of, uh, a lot of my generation, uh, they have a they have kids young, and then like when they ask their mom or their dad or somebody around them, oh, can you help me take care? Like a lot of people, they told me they heard, oh, it's your child, you do it. It's not like, oh yeah, I help you, I assist you. You made the baby, you take care of it. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of selfish. But then at the end of the day, like every household has their own like morality and yes. rules. Like if you shot the gun, you get rid of it. Type of stuff like that. So yeah. it's like it's more like. Every man for themselves in yes. some households. A lot of the family value went out the door. Yeah. So, Everybody's on a me, 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 mm-hmm. me, me tip now. Yeah, that's really unfortunate now. So hopefully yeah. we, a lot of families, they can restore those values as they get older or, like, as time and generations go by. Because that's something I feel like a lot of people is lacking right now, like having the village. Because even when I grew up, I always went somewhere. I was always home, but, like, my grandma watched me. I'll go down south. I'll go uh, on spring break with my aunt. Like, I'll go to my uncle's house. Like, I was always, uh, I always had resources of people um, that I could hang out with. They loved me. They took care of me. So I think that was really essential in the way I was brought up because a lot of people don't have that, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to move on to our next question, if you can go back in time, I don't know how many years, how many ever years you want to set it, what is some things or one thing you would change? Oh, man. If I can go back in time, I would like to go back at least 30 years. I mean, I want to go all 32 years. Mm-hmm. My daughter's, what, 31? Taylor's, what, 31, something like yeah, that? Yeah, 31, I think. Yeah, so I would definitely go back to 32 years. Okay. And whatnot, and um, I would definitely, like I said earlier, I wouldn't have kids at that point in my life. Yeah, 19, 20. I, I would have definitely not have kids. I, I would have probably been focused more. See, you guys have it so good now where you got all this free information on social media. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to go to college to be technically successful in the exactly. society you're now. Exactly, on TikTok, YouTube. Oh, man, I've learned so much stuff on TikTok. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, yeah. so, I, but back 20, 32 years ago, I wouldn't have that information. Right. But if I can look upon it now and go back 32 years ago right. with the information I have now, man, I'd probably be a king of a country or something. Yeah. <laughs> King of Trinidad. Yeah, I'd be King of Trinidad. (laughs) You ever seen that movie, King of Scotland? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be something like that. King of Trinidad. Right, right, right. Or own my own island and whatnot. But yeah, I would definitely definitely focus more on... um, Growth, generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Before the, before I even thought about becoming a parent, mm-hmm. I would focus more on that. Yeah. And 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 hopefully I would get it done at an earlier part of life where a lot of where you could still have a family. Yeah. A lot of times today's people they wait so long so long to start a family because they're trying to gear themselves up for yeah. you know uh, uh, financial freedom. Yeah. Yeah. 
and because of that, they end up not having kids later on because they waited so late. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I could do that again, I would definitely focus more on trying to build generational wealth before I even thought about starting a family. Okay, that's interesting. For me personally, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the future, like you can't really say like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this because you never know what could happen. But that's my idea to definitely like build some sort of wealth because a lot of issues that comes with children is like. Um, my dad was mentioning before financial you gotta fund after school you gotta get money for school you gotta feed them you gotta clothe them you gotta bathe them you gotta have a house to live in that's like suitable for the children so it's like having that financial stability will definitely be um, important especially for me personally but I think that if we all value like put our own put all of our morals forward before trying to like have another form of somebody to take care of which will deteriorate our mental health deteriorate our physical mm-hmm. health everything so i think we should just like prioritize ourselves deteriorate self. not to cut you off deteriorate, deteriorate your marriage yeah 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 and whatnot. That, that that was one of the reasons why a lot of times i i especially with my first wife we um separated because it was financial yeah so if everyone could just like Take the message, write down your note, be like, first, let me make sure, like, I'm okay before I produce another form of life. So having a kid, I never had a kid, so I can't say it, but from what he's saying, it seems like having kids a lot. Isn't it even fun? Like, yeah, it, it, has its, it has its good and it has its bad, pros and cons. Okay. Like anything else in life, I mean, like I said, having kids is the most beautiful, god blessed thing that can ever happen. Right. To see the birth of a child is, is, is a blessing. Okay. Um... But the cons that comes with it, like I said, it could be very costly. Mm-hmm. It could be very strainful on, on a relationship with the parent, with the other parent because of finances and things like that nature. But other than that, I mean, like I said, it, having a child is a blessing. Just the fact that, you know, you you brought uh, 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 something that's living to mm-hmm. this world and you participated in that. Right. I mean, you can't get a better feeling than that in life. You know, that, that feeling in life is... is you, you can't duplicate that. You can't describe that it. You can't describe that feeling. Wow. Just to see and actually seeing the birth of a child is it, crazy. Wow. Coming from... But beautiful. Crazy but beautiful. Yeah. Touch, such touching words. Yeah. <laughs> such touching words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, thank you for coming on Think Out Loud. This was such a, a great conversation to hear your perspective and being open and honest with it. Uh, I definitely learned a lot from this. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for coming on here for real. Mm, yeah. And I, I would like to say I'm very proud of you doing your podcast. Thank it's you. a beautiful thing. And anything you need towards succeed, succeeding with your podcast, please uh, you know, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So that will wrap up today's episode. Lucky number three of Think Out Loud with your favorite, favorite, favorite host in the world, Kennedy J. Catch me every Thursday releasing some bangers. Can I miss it on almost every platform? Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, anything you can search. Just search me up. Think out loud with the Y, okay? I'll be and on I... Think Out Loud 300. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for tuning in, and I'm going to catch y'all later.